0: It's that time. Time for the Go, I, O, Go Cowboy Roundtable. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I'm here with Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go, I, O, Go. And we've got some distinguished guests. Tracy Ringlesby from Cheyenne is on. Doug Friesen out there in Arizona. Jared. Newland out there also in Cheyenne, and we've got Jim and S down there in Parker, Colorado. Welcome, guys! All righty, well, welcome to the Go Wild Go Cowboy Pat Podcast uh, Roundtable, Cowboy Roundtable Number Eight here in the twenty. 17 season let's just go around the horn and uh say hello uh hello tracy how are you doing i'm doing good how are you i'm fine fine a little cool for us virginians out there but in wyoming it would probably be considered a spring day Uh, (laughs) but everybody's complaining about it out here uh doug you're down in arizona are you burning up
1: Oh, yeah. Had had a toasty day playing a couple of softball games. Just took a little ride on the golf cart. And decided to open the patio door, turn the ceiling fan on, and kick back and talk folks.
0: <laughs> all right. Jared, Cheyenne, you guys got any snow? up well, I knew you had snow last week. Is it still up there?
2: It's pretty much all melted. I actually was in Laramie today, and it's almost all gone between here and there.
0: Right. we're in between, all righty, and Jim, you're down there in Parker, so how's things going with you?
3: It's just been fantastic, Jeff, <laughs> winning the border war and all of my uh sheep uh buddies down here uh it's just been just on top of the world I couldn't imagine what it would have been like if we had lost. Oh God, this just been a lot of fun
0: well, um yeah that would uh, that would have sucked i was i was i was afeard there for for most of the game i suppose as everybody else would was but uh, uh our man josh and uh the offense responded and i i i actually think he just put that team on his back and took him to that victory uh because uh uh that was a that was john elway esque if you ask me uh so uh we're we're talking we're talking uh, sheep here, and so um, I got uh, I was going to do something a little different last time. You know, I've been producing a, a replay show with music and all that, and I decided well, that's a little cumbersome. So I would uh, just thought we'd review the game real quick. Uh, you know, uh, CSU uh, scored first uh, in uh, the first with uh, eleven uh, forty six on a field goal, and making it 3-0. And then Wyoming came back in the second with uh, 13-10. Uh, Cooper Roth uh, hit a, a field goal, tying it 3-3. And then later in the second with six fifty, 50 Matthews uh, with CSU had a, a one-yard run, making it 10-3. Uh, and then Cooper Roth, uh, right before the half, Uh, hit a uh, 43-yard field goal to make it 10-6 as they went into the locker room. And then uh, coming out in the third, uh, Cooper again hit a 32-yard field goal, closing the gap down to 10-9. And then in the fourth, uh, CSU's uh, Bryan uh, hit a 27-yard field goal, extending their lead to 13-9. And then, of course, uh, Wyoming had that nice drive, uh, with, um, uh, uh, a long pass to McMannon and a, um, uh, uh, one, a three yard run by Overstreet to, uh, win the game and fantastic effort. Uh, I, who, um, uh, Tracy, what did you, uh, we haven't heard from you all year. Uh, what you're thinking about this team at this stage?
4: I think we're back to the uh, to the '60s where we uh, we're going to play powerful smash-mouth defense and uh, try to make sure that the offense doesn't make mistakes to put the defense in a hole, kind of like the Broncos with Peyton Manning, and then and I think that's a style of play that we're going to see, and, and people might as well get used to it because that's. Uh, that's how you always have a chance to win a game. If you play defense, I don't care what sport you're in. If you have good pitching or good defense, you're going to give your team an opportunity to win. And that's what we had on uh, Saturday night against Colorado State. Even though they wanted to celebrate a little early, I think that they might have been one of the uh, one of the key factors in our winning was when they brought out that phony wrestling belt and uh, started jumping up and down and celebrating on the sidelines. That when uh, Schlager stepped on uh, Josh's throat, I think Josh got a little upset with that because if you noticed – on that drive, every time he made a carry and got tackled, he got up and he was pointing right at somebody and telling him, giving him a lecture. And I, I have a feeling it was Schlager.
0: Yeah, I tell you that. Oh, he was hot. He came up there. I've, I, I watched that a couple of times. And um, uh, Doug, uh, you got a chance to watch a game. What was your impression?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I sat on my pins and needles. The cardiac cowboys came through. I never lost confidence. I, I just knew that we just had to to get that break and and give them the old punch in the gut and that's what we did and in fact i replayed it on sunday and i replayed it on monday and i'm watching the highlights right now
0: (laughs) you were really taking it in that's something um
1: anytime you beat the jeep it is sweet
0: jared did you get a chance go to the game
1: I
2: did, and I was there the entire time. And thank goodness for those five-dollar ponchos that kept me uh, kept me dry. So that was good. And um, you know, once again, it's the defense leading the way, but the offense finds a way to win at the end. So it's very reminiscent, really, of a lot of games last year um, where we're winning close games, and that's uh, always evidence of a good football team. And uh, they just need to keep building on that um, for these next three weeks, take one at a time, and um, you know. We could End
0: up being nine and three. That'd be a hell of a season, Jim. Uh, you uh, brought the, the Colorado contingent up there. Um,
3: absolutely. yeah, absolutely, Jeff. We uh, stayed the whole time, watched the entire game, and just basked in the in the glory of a Wyoming win. You know, the the thing just following up on what Tracy said. You know, CSU had the ball approximately fifteen more minutes than the Pokes did. But yet, we only gave up 13 points. And for the defense to be on the field that long was just, I think, nothing short of outstanding. Uh, The saying goes that defenses win championships. So, here we go.
0: Well, I tell you, uh, being uh, a child of the 60s, having grown up and seen those Cowboy teams, uh, I always really uh, got... uh, more excited about the defense uh, being rated top 10 in the nation and uh, like uh, Tracy said those teams uh, would shut just strangle the other team and it didn't take many points to uh, win the game so you uh,
3: uh, have to remember that Sports Illustrated story about what was it gang tackling Wyoming style? And I remember reading that article in the East Junior High School school library, and that Sports Illustrated had been passed around just like a Playboy (laughs) magazine. Everybody in school was there to read that uh, article about Wyoming Cowboy football and their defense and their gang-tackling style.
0: Well, you know, uh, I'd like to put this out. What do you guys think? Um, I think that Wyoming's... Pro style offense uh, is going to uh, turn Wyoming into quarterback U because I think we'll be able to attract guys like uh, Josh Allen who want to have a pro career, and uh, there's no better place to learn that kind of offense than at Wyoming. Uh, anybody out there have an opinion on that?
4: Well, I think the key there is that the 99 other schools don't open his email. You know, which what happened with Josh, he sent a hundred emails out with a video and only one coach took the time to open it. And I think that's part of the, uh, the strength of a vegan and part of the strength of ball is that uh, they're not afraid to go out and look for people. And they're, and if they get a lead, they're going to follow up as best they can. I mean, the kid, uh, Carson Wentz was a walk-on at North Dakota state. It wasn't like he was a highly recruited kid and he winds up going to second pick in the draft. So I think in that sense that uh, they will open some inroads, but, you know, I, if USC or Alabama or those schools come in, it's, it's you know, I don't think we're ever going to be at get a point where we just steal players away from that level. We're going to have to find and develop them. And I think that's part of why the defense is so critical.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it, it's, uh, he's really recruiting within a concentric circles around Wyoming. I mean, he's going out to Colorado, of course. He goes out to Nebraska, which we hadn't recruited heavily, I don't think, uh, in the last 20 years. And so, um, but he's looking for those, um, those tough kids, um, you know, and if it weren't for Colorado, uh, in my opinion, uh, uh, Wyoming wouldn't have a football team. It's kind of like Oklahoma. They wouldn't have a football team if it wasn't for Texas. So, <laughs> um, what, um, uh, the defense, uh is really been playing well, uh, Jared, which, um. Which part of the defense uh, uh, do you think has been doing the best? Well, I think
2: the defensive line has been the biggest surprise. Um, and they're so young on that line, but, of course, now they're um, devastated with injuries on that line, so they're very thin, but uh, Johanny Gavani is, I mean, he's only a sophomore, and Prosser, I mean, and graberson they're just all young, talented guys that uh, can get it done, Hopefully, they can continue to do that with um, you know every games, for sure. Four and five, hopefully, left. And uh, just keep filling those gaps, especially in, in a game against an option offense like this. Fill those gaps and let the, uh, if they're going to bounce it outside or whatever, let the linebackers and the safeties make those tackles, if they have to. If they're not too far down the field, of course. But um, it's a bend, but don't break defense. And they obviously create a lot of turnovers, being uh, rated as high as they are in the nation. And one of the least penalized teams, too, and that's that's always a character of a good, well-coached team, um, not making those goofy uh, penalties to, um, um, you know, to give one, the other team extra yards or to put you in the hole on the offensive side.
0: Well, you know, uh, uh, Bo mentioned something about that. Let's listen to his statement um, about the game during his presser.
5: We'll talk a little about the review of our Colorado State game, and then dive in. We're in Air Force week and a big, big ball game there. Uh, You know, after reviewing the tape, a lot of the things that I uh, saw on the sidelines kind of paired itself out as a classic football game. Uh, Both teams gave great effort. We're really pleased with the win. Um, You know, the deciding factor, I think, was the special teams, our ability to get some points there. Uh, That's not to say the other factors of the game were not really important. Um, Josh uh, did a great job, uh, I think, uh, dealing with the conditions, being able to throw. But more so, uh, and Coach Bobo talked about this after the game, his ability to run I thought really had a profound effect. And, and field conditions certainly came into play. Uh, they were the same for both teams. Uh, but I thought our guys adapted to it really well. Uh, we did receive uh, uh, one injury, uh, Ravante Holt. Uh, Will not be playing this week. Uh, He's going to get scoped, and we'll find out the extent of the the injury. Um, You know, as I mentioned after the game, they uh, initially we think it's an ACL, but until the doctors really get in there, we won't know. But he will not play this week. Um, So, uh, moving on to Air Force, uh, certainly you know an exciting game, another great game um, on the Mountain Side has conference implications. We're going to really need to have a great week of practice. Anytime you play Air Force, you're playing, you know, a really good quality program. Um, I know that they have uh, a lot of new players coming uh, this year, but as opposed to saying, uh, you know, uh, new guys coming in, I think they're more or less reloading, uh, as opposed to replacing. They have a lot of guys in their program that have played a lot of reps. Uh, offensively, uh, they're leading our our conference in rushing. Uh, I think they're eighth in the country in rushing. They're also leading in scoring. And so, um, you know, they're a prolific offense, and they're a, an offense that schematically is a challenge because they do so many unique things. And really, there's, anything, there's not anything that, that we can generate as defensive coaches that they have not seen through their library of experience, Coach Calhoun and that staff. Both sides of the football do a great job and uh, have a great deal of respect for the Air Force Academy. Uh, Offensively, Worthman is doing an outstanding job as their quarterback. He did not play against us last year. He has played, and uh, he really is a a great quarterback and operates that offense very well. Uh, He has the ability to throw, so you're not looking at a one-dimensional player there. You know, they've got two sturdy fullbacks and, uh, you know, the tailbacks have made a lot of big plays and they've made some plays in the passing game as well. Defensively, they've replaced a lot of guys and I, I would say they've reloaded, uh, but offensively they've got six seniors that are playing and, and four juniors, so you've got a an older veteran squad. And uh, so we're excited about playing Air Force and as I said, uh, you know, uh, um, a conference game and a mountainside game, so there's a lot to play for there. So.
0: Well, that was uh, Bowles' opening statement. Um, uh, I'm interested, Ian, in your thoughts. Uh, Do you think they're running running Josh more than they did at the beginning of the year? Because he barely run in that uh, Iowa game.
6: Yeah, it appears uh, they're picking up uh, him a little bit on runs. I think what they're trying to do is open up some additional offensive plays uh, that are going to gain. Um, as the offense continues to mature. So, they're definitely designed plays and they're definitely making more runs with him. And it's certainly been very effective. You always got to worry about a guy getting hurt, but he's a big physical quarterback, the biggest physical quarterback we've ever had at Wyoming at 6'4, 6'5, uh, 240 pounds. And I'm just confident that this offense will continue to open up its pass at game. I think the, the game last week with the weather kind of, we didn't get an opportunity to see that. But I think in the next uh, three games, I really think this Cowboy uh, passing game will see some of its better uh, passing uh, output.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know that Army beat them pretty bad without throwing a pass. I don't think they had one pass in that game. So uh, a running game is going to be critical. Uh, uh, Tracy, what do you uh, what do you view that?
4: Well, I think we've. Uh... We've done a job of containing them the last few years. I think I think Coach Bowles figured out some things with them, and you know it's it's not like they're going to bring any surprises. It's not like they're going to do anything different. And you know you, you want nothing else. Watch the Navy film and see what what they did and what they focused on to stop them. I'm sure Air Force will come back. They'll be at home. They're going to be fired up because they got embarrassed last week. And uh, you know I think I, I just think you, you follow what the uh, what Navy did because it certainly was effective.
0: Well, I tell you, the, now they asked uh, the, the reporters there at the presser ask about uh, Allen running the ball.
5: You know, he has ability. He's a big, strong guy. And um, while there's a certain risk of injury when you're running him, uh, there's, I believe, a significantly less risk of running him on predetermined runs as opposed to getting sacked. That's where guys, but nonetheless, anytime you expose your quarterback, you've got to pick and choose when you do that. The other thing that that we have appreciated is Josh. Josh is an ultra competitive guy, and I, I think you saw part of his that competitive nature come out on that last drive. Uh, and uh, you know, we're not going to quell that. Uh, we're let's just be real clear. We're deep in November. The Ducks are on the pond. We're we're playing to win this thing, and we're pulling out all stops. We're going to do whatever we can to do whatever we can to put the Cowboys in position to win. And I know this is Josh Allen is very focused on doing what he can to help these Cowboys win. So if that means running him sometimes, he's going to run. Well, Doug, what do you think about that?
1: Well, that's exactly what I'm kind of anticipating in this game. You know, um, it, it, commented on Air Force is gonna be fired up coming into this game. Well I wouldn't be surprised if they're ready to pull out some wrinkles that, you know, and try and see if they can expose us on something. And likewise, you know, I I trust that this staff they're here to win it. We're in it. Like he says, this is November and we're still in it and and we're gonna come prepared with some of our own features, and it's going to come down to who executes and doesn't make the mistakes is going to take this game.
0: Well, I tell you, um, I talked to um, uh, Coach Vegan about this, uh, about not only the uh, CSU game, about the Air Force game. Uh, Let's listen to his comments. Go I O, Go Cowboy Roundup wants to make a big Wyoming welcome to Coach Brent Vegan, offensive coordinator at the University of Wyoming. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you for uh, joining us. Uh, coming off, a, oh, by the way, congratulations! Coming off a great win there against uh, the rival CSU, that must make you guys feel pretty good. So the weather turned uh, rather badly on you. Uh, How did that uh, change your plans? Well, you know, it certainly limits you. Uh, I think there's a couple things that we wanted to stay away from. We wanted to stay away from our guys having to run side to side. Uh, We wanted to do more downhill in our running game. Uh, then In the past game, at times, both maybe the grip on the ball, the visibility, both came into play, Uh, so that was a little bit of a that was ever changing, you know, from the rain to the snow, you know, and it was heavier at times. So uh, it just—it wasn't anything. I think it was just windy. you know, I thought our kid did fairly well, and uh, fortunately, we were able to make enough plays down the stretch to win the game. Well, now you have uh, been facing uh, injuries along the line. You've had to do uh, some uh, mix and matching there. Uh, what uh, what did you have to do for this game?
7: It back in there. You know, it, was a, it was a good thing. Alonzo had been playing um, well prior to the bye week, and that's, that's when he got hurt. So getting him back at right tackle, I think, helped, helped us in the run game uh, for sure. And, you know, leaving the game um, without any additional injuries will allow us to have that same outfit for two weeks in a row now. We haven't had that since the very beginning of the season. So I, I think the more those guys uh, play next to each other, um, communicate with each other, work together, all that kind that is a very positive
5: factor that we haven't had for most of
0: the season. Well, in the game, uh, you had a little trouble running at the beginning of the game, but uh, Kellen Overstreet in the fourth quarter uh, seemed to be the um, tonic that you needed. What What did change from the first part of the game to that point?
7: Make that, makes, that, makes that um, advantage to of the offense, and early on, you know, it just—I I think we probably shot ourselves in the foot more than anything. We had a few, uh, we had a few penalties that set us back, um, things of that nature, and, and you know, um, Colorado State did a good job of controlling the clock. So, you know, we found ourselves with limited opportunities, and, and unfortunately, we came up with uh, a field goal when we got down in the five at one time. And fortunately, we, we got that.
0: Oh, they sure did. Uh, Cooper Roth has uh, been a really uh, valuable asset, uh, especially in that game. Now you're going to face another Colorado based team, I believe, next week. Uh, what's, what do you uh, have? St- well, I'm not going to ask you for your plans, but uh, what is your planning like going against a team like Air Force?
7: Some of The, the matchups, uh, namely Colorado State, two Nevada schools, um, Michigan earlier in the season. You try to see what uh, the things you know worked well against them in those games. But I, you know, the biggest thing from them, they are they're going to be aggressive both uh, in their alignments and in the way they play. And they're they smart players. They're in the right place. Don't make a lot of mistakes.
0: Well, it's uh it's kind of a, a Well, I won't say kind of. It is a rivalry game for us since we've been playing them uh, for over fifty years now. Uh, is there any sort of uh, mindset uh, among your players facing, um, say, Air Force, than as opposed to a, a non-conference game?
7: Well, you know, Air Force is a little bit unique. I think the proximity is, makes the rivalry the year-in-year-out game. Uh, makes the rivalry. I think what's different about this, maybe in Colorado State, is they tend to recruit a different, uh, different type of kid. They're more national in scope in their recruiting. So, whereas a lot of our kids double up. Our- with, um, with, like Colorado State, for instance, or even Utah State, for that matter, um, it doesn't happen as much. So I think the the rivalry's been been born out of many years. But in recent history, a lot of uh, highly contested games. You know, before we got here um, as a staff, and, and since we've been here, we've had uh, we've had some real good games. And usually, you know, great competition, and more than anything, is what uh, brings out rivalries. And this one certainly has it's been.
0: Well, now, the last uh, topic I want to ask you about is, of course, Josh Allen. Um, he uh, didn't have a sterling day, but he kept that team together, and he sure does uh, seem to have a leadership quality about him.
7: On Saturday and I thought you know he did it in two ways he threw the ball really you know he didn't have a great completion percentage but he threw the ball maybe as well as he has from a high prestige point over the course of the game and then most notably down the stretch his ability to run the football uh, really showed that but not only take the yards that are, given but the game history yards particularly those last couple of runs he had you know they were uh, huge runs whether it was on a third and short or um, inside the red zone this all those tangibles that you know I think uh, quarterback's must possess um, he's, to, he's been able to demonstrate uh, his last run
0: well coach I want to thank you for uh, joining us and I want to wish you guys uh, good luck against uh, Air Force uh, traveling down to Colorado Springs so we'll be watching that and uh, good luck to you I
7: appreciate you having me on and uh, we're will down to Colorado Springs Colorado Springs and Florida
0: very good coach thank you I want to thank Coach uh, Vegan for taking the time out and talk with me. Uh, Jim, uh, anything uh, from Coach Vegan's comments that stood out for you?
3: Well, I, I think when you look at Air Force, it's kind of a split personality. I've kind of tried to get up to speed with their statistics for the year. And, you know, they're one of the top teams in the nation as far as defensively for the uh, on pass defense, but yet on the other hand, they're one of the worst teams in the nation for uh, run defense. I mean, they're uh, I think they're 125th out of 129 teams, but yet they're number two in the nation in passing. But this is going to be interesting because I believe that the Wyoming receivers will have a, a good game on, on Saturday night. I think they're maturing. I like the, upward trajectory of the receivers and I think last week we didn't see Austin Fort in having those receptions so this year or this uh game coming up I think Austin Fort's going to play a big part and I see the the uh, passing game really making a a big upward swings I I think this is going to be a Josh Allen night but yet it's going to be against the defense as Rated pretty high nationally. So we're going to have, I think, uh, what Coach Vegan referred to is this type of uh, diversified uh, attack. And it's going to be diversified with a very good passing attack with Josh Allen having a big game. And then then Josh Allen once again opening up the running game and allowing the, the running backs to, to really exploit what looks like a real soft defense that Air Force has against the run attack. And and we might finally see, you know, a little bit more of Kellen Overstreet for this game. You know, the one thing that I think we forget to remember is that Kellen Overstreet was able to watch Brian Hill run for, what was it, one or two years. So he was able to see the greatest running back ever in Wyoming history run the ball. And I think that was a lesson and experience just even being on the sidelines to see somebody like that run. So I, I, I think we're going to have a great game there on Saturday night and I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Oh yeah. I think, uh, well, air force games always seem to be um, uh, special games. Uh, uh, they're either there. There's not many of them that have been blowouts uh, that I've been to. Now, there's been a few here and there. I even went to a zero zero tie once uh, so um, uh, they're quite uh, quite competitive games. Uh, Tracy, uh, anything from Coach Vegan's uh, uh, statements that uh, stood out to you?
4: No, I think he just he underscored most of the things. I think that uh, if, when we watch, we see, I mean, when, when it gets crunch time, you can see Josh take charge of stuff, and uh, he's going to make some things happen and you know, a lot of people are wondering if he made a mistake coming back this year. And I know from talking to the football people I know, um, they think he's a better quarterback now than he was before. And they're actually uh, happy to see how he's dealing with adversity because it's not going it to won't be all sweet and uh, candy and, and happiness it, if he goes to the when he goes to the next level, so they are uh, they're finding interesting things there. They don't use all analytics. They actually go watch some games. So <laughs> when they look at the completion percentage or whatever else, they actually see when, you know, when does a receiver drop it? When does a receiver run a bad route? But also, and this is where Josh really has to focus is on his short game when he throws behind or throws low because in the NFL, the short game really is uh, the staple of what they're. What they're doing now, and that, I think that's helping Josh this year because he's having to learn to take a little bit off the ball and uh, and and Im- involve those receivers in that type of a game.
0: How about you, Ian? Uh, this has become a hot topic on the board, as you notice. There's a been there's been a uh, a lot of discussion about uh, Josh and whether or not he should uh, go forward with the draft. Uh, do you think this year is uh, bearing uh, any uh, indication on that?
6: Well, my guess would be he is. His, he will go to the NFL draft this year. Uh, just a prediction, just kind of a feel out there, what's going on. Um, I think fans sometimes see things linear a little bit with what the NFL is really looking at, what they like about him is his upside, his potential, his size, arm strength. And he is a better quarterback than he was last year. There's no question about it. And he's making, as the season progresses, he's continuously – doing better at the nuances of his abilities and things like that. And I really, and and I feel this strongly, I think the Cowboy offense has kind of been pretty conservative and it's going to continue to be a conservative offense. But I do think some of our best offensive football games are ahead of us. And I would not be surprised in the next three games to really see that passing attack open back up like it was last year. Go ahead. And I
4: I, I think the other two that that needs to be um, noticed, is it the Jets seem to have a scout at every game and almost every practice. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, don't think, I don't think the interest has died down in him that, that some people think because they're not, they're not looking for 50 yard touchdown passes on every play. Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. They're looking for uh, a guy that can manage, um, uh, uh, the offense and, uh, be able to get that ball where it needs to be. And, uh, had the intelligence to read defenses and that sort of thing. So I think um, all those uh, intangibles uh, uh, fit Josh really well. What do you think, Jared?
2: I think a lot of those things they're hit on is, is spot on. And we have to remember that us as fans or the media, we're not the ones drafting. <laughs> it's the GMs and the scouts that are making these decisions. And they're, they're evaluating a lot more than what we see. And the upside is still there. And it's one of those situations very few rookies actually go in and start right away. And, you know, a lot of the times they always talk about the best thing for a rookie quarterback is to go sit behind the veteran for a couple of years. Look at what happened there in Rodgers. I mean, he was behind far for, I think, four years before he even got a chance to start a, a full season. And uh, look what he's turned out to be. So there, there's a lot of upside there. And, and Tracy hit on there been a lot of drop passes this year, but um, those, those things don't show up in the stat sheet. They just show up as an incompletion, but the scouts are marking that off on, well, it would have been, you know, four or more completions if they would have held on the ball they would definitely catch the balls. I think there was even more than that in the Oregon game, just in the first half alone. And that's when most of the scouts were there watching in, in person.
0: Doug, how about you? Uh, what's your thing on josh it's is uh, he ready for the nfl well
1: you know i i gotta be honest i went through my mixed emotions you know um earlier in the season feeling like you know yeah he's really not ready yet you know i'm glad he's still here you know part of that's just the selfishness of saying hey you know i think we also have a chance to win more games if he's around um at the same time too uh um, I've been watching some of the highlights from last year and comparing them to this year and some of the different plays that were being executed last year on offense that I haven't really seen this year. And, you know, I I think that's one of the factors that when they look into is like, how is he handling the plays? How, you know, how is he throwing the ball or how are the receivers running the routes, you know, versus where he's placing the ball. And, um, also like his game control because I think that they probably had to dial a few things out of the offense earlier on in the season this year because there just weren't the playmakers that there were last year. But now I see some things opening up, and he's responding. He's progressing with each game, and I think that shows the maturity of, of a player that's um, – A real team leader, and that's what you have to be at the QB position because as the QB goes, that oftentimes dictates how the offense is going to go. you got a weak quarterback and forget about anything else. You're not going to have much of an offense.
0: Well, you know, uh, they asked him about that last uh, uh, touchdown, uh, that uh, series, and uh, let's hear what he had to say.
1: Oh, I mean, I, I knew
7: with how well our defense was playing in the conditions that it was going to be hard for Colorado State to to develop anything on the offensive side. So um, there's a sense of relief, but, you know, I went to the sideline, talked to Vegan, and uh, we were prepared to have to go into two a minute if we were down four or, or try to get into field goal range if we were down three. So
5: um,
7: it, it was just a great feeling, though, to to finally you know get some run game established and put together that
1: final drive.
0: You know, I uh, he's a... He's a really, uh, a really uh, special young man. I think, uh, Jim. I, uh, would you say that he's the greatest quarterback we've ever had, or is that a little stretch?
3: No, I, I don't think that's a stretch at all. I, I think the coaching staff has even somewhat validated that because when you look at Carson Wentz and number two pick, starting leading Philadelphia to probably just what's going to be an incredible year. And then I just go back about a year and a half ago at a meeting there at Johnson's corner and the coaches are there. And they said, and this is before Josh had his big year last year. They said, you know what? We think that Josh Allen is as good as, or even better than Carson Wentz. So look what has happened. I'll, I'll take those coaches at face value. And, and so we are now looking at, I believe, the best quarterback we've ever had in Wyoming.
0: Ian, uh, you know, you think back on that. You know, he came in um, the year before last uh, to replace uh, the quarterback that got hurt. And, uh, of course, he got hurt on that first drive. Uh, and I often wonder what it would have been if he hadn't gotten hurt. What do you think about that?
6: Well, I think uh, generally across the board, I think the team wasn't nearly as mature defensively, even on the offensive side of the football. Would we have won more than two games? I don't have any question in my mind. The team with Josh Allen in the lineup would have been better than two and 10, but there's still a, that was a very young team. We got to remember, we play a lot of freshmen that year, uh, a lot of true freshmen, a lot of fans out there uh had trouble buying into that why we didn't uh, have a successful year that year but you could see we were undersized we we're still maturing as a football program and uh, another year of a, of a development program a couple of years down the line you're starting to see this program really starting to mature incrementally but getting back to josh allen i think there would have been definitely a better than a two and uh, ten record i'm not sure if we would have gotten a bowl game but who knows we might have pulled a six and six season out got no bowl game somehow
0: well, I want to go to the uh, sage in the in the room, uh, Tracy. Uh, you've watched a lot of Wyoming football over the years. Uh, where do you think Josh fits in the pantheon of Wyoming quarterbacks?
4: I'd have to say he's at he's at the top of the list. I mean, we've had some good quarterbacks over time, but when they've gone to the next level, they've uh, sometimes wound up defensive backs, so or fullbacks. So, I mean, I think he is a guy that is a, is a legitimate uh, quarterback. Uh, you know, when you look at, at In the Roach years, they didn't have the size and strength that Josh has. And that's very critical in the NFL because there's big guys. I mean, linebackers are defensive backs in the NFL. You you better have some size and some stamina.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got the size. I tell you, a lot of people, uh, every one of the um, announcers, you know, that we get on these uh, televised games uh, are always commenting on his size. And um, uh, I've not met him or seen him personally, but uh, is he really? Uh, is he really that uh, imposing uh, physically when you meet him in person? Well, he's quarterback big.
4: You know, he's not he's not bulky. He's got you got to have some looseness and stuff, but he's got very good size to him from a quarterback standpoint. Yes, he's probably uh, twice as thick as, as say Randy Welniak, You know, which I mean, I don't mean that in a bad sense at all. But I mean, he's he's got that thickness to the body, but it's it's not like a lineman type. Body because then he wouldn't be able to have the arm strength he has.
0: Is it? Is he Ben Roethlisberger size? I didn't think he's that size. Well, Ben's a little bigger now than he started off at, but uh, uh, he was always considered a huge uh, quarterback, even for NFL standards.
6: Well, Josh yeah, not, is a big I wouldn't say he's
4: huge. I wouldn't say he's huge, but I, I just say he's got size that we haven't had a quarterback.
0: Ah, okay. All right. All right.
6: Well, I think if you were to rate Wyoming-sized quarterbacks, we thought Casey Bramlett was a fairly uh, thick-sized quarterback when he played about 10 years ago, 15, I guess. But uh, Josh is bigger than him, and if you put him next to Brett Smith, he he looks very big compared to a quarterback like Brett Smith that played at Wyoming, which was pretty typical of a lot of the quarterbacks that played for us. So he's legit, uh, legit size. Um, he looks like a big 10 quarterback, a, a big, big 10 quarterback.
0: Well, you remember Sturzheim? The kid that went off to Indiana State, he played uh, he was the one that uh, was the quarterback for the win over um Tennessee. Now that was a big fella. He was like an oak tree, but he he couldn't move. <laughs> yeah. But he was uh, huge. Um Yeah, he
4: threw uh, like he had a torn rotator cuff. Really? Um it, it just it was just like a a duck flying through the air.
0: Yeah. He, he, uh, he was something else. So, um, well, uh, we're gonna look forward to uh, this weekend. So uh, let's play the opponent's song here. All right, guys, it's prediction time. Tracy, uh, how do you see this game going?
4: Well, we're underdogs again, and we seem to do uh, do pretty well when we're underdogs. So I think that uh, we stopped a pretty good triple option with some pretty good athletes at New Mexico and, and kept them from being able to do very much. So I, I don't think we'll have a problem stopping these guys.
0: Uh, Ian?
5: Cowboys.
6: I feel good about the Cowboys. I think that winning at CSU or game against CSU has just added a tougher mentality and confidence uh, to this football team and I I think they're really starting to believe in themselves even more Um, and I do agree with Tracy there, I think we have some of our most athletic uh, players on defense we've had at Wyoming a long time which matches up well against Air Force and I'm looking at something like 27-10 uh, Wyoming. Doug, how do you see this going? Well, I
1: might not be
6: quite as generous
1: as Mr. McMacken but I think that you're going to see some things that maybe we haven't seen. We're going to exceed 300 yards in offense. And the final score, you're going to hear Dave, and Dave say, the score, oh, the score is the Pokes score 24 to 13 for the Howdy Duties.
0: All right. Jared, what do you say? i
2: well, and I think it's going to be like 27-13, somewhere in that range. and. People say about coming down to Carl Springs has been tough, but if you look at the, the last few years, um, we won two of the last three down there, and the one loss was in 2015, and they only won two games that year. And I truly believe that Brian Hilden fumbled those two balls that game, but he went the other way, and that was very unlike him to fumble at all. And, uh, and that game ended up 31-17, so it's not that tough of a place to play. And, and they're, they're definitely not going to have that many fans there. I think Wyoming will have probably around 1,500 to 2,000 fans down there. And um, so I think the folks will pull it out and, um, in good fashion. And I think the tight ends are going to have a big game come Saturday night.
0: Jim?
3: Well, I look at this as because of the CSU win, this is going to be a, a big breaking out uh, game for the Cowboy offense. I, Josh Allen's gonna open it up with some timely runs. He's gonna then, that's gonna cause the, the running backs that we have either it is Trey Wood or Kellen Overstreet to have a, a big game because he's gonna uh, cause that uh, offense to, to be opened up because of his running ability. And then on the passing side, I, I think this is gonna be the game that Josh Allen really shines. The tight ends will, will play a big role. I think the wide receivers are going to all have big games, and I think this game is, is going to be one that's going to surprise us. So I'm going with a big Wyoming win, 41-17.
0: Wow, I tell you. I, personally, um, uh, I'm going to say that uh, Wyoming's going to do the job. Uh, they're going to be in the 20s. I'd say probably 24 Uh, Air Force is going to score maybe once or twice, so it'll be about a uh, 24—it might even be a 24-17 type of game. Uh, Of course, uh, uh, it'll be a Cowboy win as far as I'm seeing, but uh, uh, I think uh, we're all—I think I agree with all of you that uh, we're looking at another victory uh, for the Cowboys— uh, besides, uh, you know what they say.
5: Failure is not an option.
0: That's right. Failure is not an option if we if, if we want to get into um, if we want to get into that uh, championship game. Uh, I tell you what, we're uh, uh, on the last part of the uh, show here. I wanted to kind of open up the table and uh, uh, go around the horn and ask if there's anybody that's got any. Uh, Comments, concerns, or some subjects that uh, we haven't covered tonight. Uh, anyone?
1: Well, I, I'll jump in. I, I do have a little bit of concern with the th- thinness on the the D line, and and if we were to see a series of unfortunate events and have a couple of guys get uh, dinged up a little bit, that could create some issues for us. But. Um, You know, I I hope that that injury bug doesn't take a toll. On the other hand, it's nice to see the kind of depth that we have because in in years prior, you lose one or two guys and that turns the whole season. And we keep fighting and fighting and finding a way to win the games. And, And that just, there's something special happening here and it's awesome to be
6: witnessing it. Uh, anyone else? Sydney Malolulu I heard uh, actually on Twitter or somebody had, uh, tweeted it out. He looks like he might be available next week for the Fresno game. That's still up in the air. So with the as Doug mentioned, with the defensive tackle issues, to have him uh, to get back in the fray there, that would be a big uh, spark for the Cowboys, I think. So, how
0: about uh, you, Jared?
2: I'm just uh, looking forward to another victory on Saturday night. And then, you know, folks just taking it one game at a time and finish this thing off. And I hate to say it, but we have to say that Colorado State needs to win on Saturday night. And then we're going to need some help from either Air Force or Fresno down the stretch to also knock off Boise State.
0: Well, uh, you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, Jim, I'm going to give you the, um, the last word here.
3: You know, I like the comment, and Tracy, you'll like this, is that I'm not rooting for CSU to win, but rather for Boise to lose. So it's going to be a great night on Saturday night, uh, certainly watching the Pokes, but also doing a little bit of scoreboard watching.
0: Oh, yeah. I tell you, that's going to be something else. Well, uh, it's about that time, and you know what I do when it gets to be about that time? Uh, I got to... um, i got to open myself one here. Yeah, there we go. Well, this has been another Cowboy Roundtable. Gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining us uh, across the country. Uh, And uh, Tracy, I want to uh, welcome you and thank you for giving us some of your time. uh, now that baseball season's uh, over, uh, uh, what are you been uh, concentrating on? Baseball. Baseball still. <laughs>
5: you
4: know, this season's never really over, you know. It's a, there's a lot to be done. People have to figure out how to beat Jared's team.
0: Ah, there you go. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Ian, uh, you're the boss here. So, what's your last thoughts?
6: Well, I think uh, we're entering the uh, next three weeks. is going to be a lot of fun uh, football, basketball season starting up. The Cowboys have the first game on Friday for basketball, the Double A, the opener. And then they go to Oregon State on Monday night. The game's going to be on the Pac 12 network. And they got the big game on Saturday. So when you're a Wyoming sports fan, when these two sports start connecting, uh, it's a pretty exciting time.
0: All righty. Well, Gentlemen, I want to thank you again, and uh, let's take this thing out of here, all right? There you have it. Another edition of the Cowboy Roundtable. I'm your host, Jeff Fry. I've been joined by Ian McMacken, the publisher of Go! IOGo Go! Along with Tracy Ringlesby, Jared Newland, Doug Friesen, and Jim Nest. The Cowboy Roundtable is a production of the Go, IOGo Go podcast in cooperation with the University of Wyoming Sports Properties and Learfield Sports. This has been a Jackalope Ridge production. All rights reserved.